the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey everyone, my name is Reagan. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, with your host, Sarah Carnes. She's my mom. She's on the radio and TV and loves the Cleveland Browns. But one of her favorite things is connecting with you. She wants to help you live a healthy, happy life. I don't know how she does it. She even got me to love carrots and eat broccoli. Thanks for listening. Well, starting off today, let's start off with gratitude. I have like a different take to a gratitude journal or a way to just write down the things that you're thankful for. How about this? And I get to attitude. I was recently working at an event, uh, a part of event, <laughs> the Akron Pregnancy Services, and it was the Walk for Life. And we started off the morning in prayer. I have always loved this quote where it talks about the I get to mentality. Well, the person praying started off talking about that. Hey, thank you, Lord. We get to do this today. We get to be here today. It just reminded me how much I love that. So I went and I pulled up the quote that I used to share all the time. So here it is again. Begin your day with an I get to mentality instead of I have to thought process. I get to go to work. I get to have a busy day. Whatever it may be, we often dress our opportunities as stress when in fact they are blessings. And I don't know about you, but I know I am so guilty of doing that and thinking, oh my goodness, I have such a busy day. Sometimes on Sundays, you know, they call it the Sunday scaries because you start thinking about, oh, Monday, that is, that is going to be rough. It's so big. Try flipping the switch and saying, oh boy, I get to have a busy Monday. I get to go up and go to work. <laughs> I get to do all those things. Even if the back of your mind, they're stressing you out. It is true. The way we flip the switch really does have an effect. Well, today's episode, I hope you like, it's going to be a little bit different because it is just me. I've never done an episode where it's just me talking. So we'll see if I bore you or I interest you. <laughs> but I don't have anyone to interview today. And I thought, you know what? We've done a couple cool things this week on the show. So I want to highlight some of my favorite things. And maybe you missed it. So maybe they'll help you. And the first one goes along. I kind of have four things today. The first one was that little fish food for thought. The second one really ties into it. So uh, I think your brain is impacted so much by the words you use. That's why I wanted to say, I get to do this. I get to do that. And I was flipping through Instagram not too long ago. And you know how you get those recommended 
reels where they just end up in your timeline and you watch some? Well, this was one that was really talking about how negative words really play into your brain. Like positive language can literally change your brain, they say. Like words like peace, love, compassion, they strengthen areas of your brain's frontal lobes and promote cognitive function. And on the flip side, negative language can block your brain's natural de-stress mechanism. So as you know, you add sparkly words to your everyday language, like great and definitely and certainly and all that good stuff. It can really make an impact. And like I said, on the flip side, when you use negative words, it can sure make an impact too. Actually, I'm just going to play the clip of the Instagram reel and you tell me if you like it or not. The human brain cannot comprehend the negative. It is incapable. I'll give you an example. You ready? Don't think of an elephant. Uh, can't tell the human brain not to do something. Skiers know this. If you go through trees on skis, you go, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree. Guess what you're watching? You're only looking at trees. As opposed to follow the snow, follow the path, follow the path. The only thing you see is the path. It's the same thing for you. If you focus on the obstacles, all you will see is obstacles. If you focus on the path through the trees, all you will see is path through the trees. It's your choice how you choose to perceive your own career. It's literally perspective. Oh, wasn't that so good? I mean, that was like talking to me right there when he said, don't think of an elephant. I mean, the first thing I'm going to think of is an elephant. When I'm going through stressful situations, I will tell myself, stop thinking about that. And I can't stop thinking about it. That's exactly what my brain is going to go to. So I've been trying to flip the switch. And actually, I just finished the morning show and I caught myself doing it so many times. Like, here's a few examples of ways you can flip it in your everyday language. So instead of saying, why not, which is meant to be a positive thing, right? Say, sounds good. Instead of saying, no problem, say, definitely. Instead of saying, can't complain, say, everything's going well, thanks. The why not one really stood out to me because when you say, why not, your brain actually goes directly to why not? Here are the reasons why not. <laughs> like at least mine does. So I really like saying sounds good instead. I think it can work with your kids too. For example, if you say, don't throw the ball inside. How about saying, please take the ball outside instead. It's just a little different way of doing that. And I think it can make a real big impact. Instead of saying, I missed you so much, say it's so great to see you. So those are some examples. I thought that was so good. Um, so there you go. Way to change your brain. The other thing, thing three <laughs> that we talked about this week that I thought was so good was a way to avoid an argument. So I don't know about you, but sometimes people come to me and I feel like they're venting. And actually, I know they're venting. And I'm not sure if they're looking for me to give them advice or just listen. But I think as 
humans as moms, as wives, our natural tendency is to want to give them feedback and to tell them our opinion because, you know, we're so wise in our age that, of course, we have a solution. And not everyone is always looking for a solution. And I'm I'm learning that. Actually, my pastor not too long ago, Aaron Treadway, had a sermon and it was kind of all about our family and family dynamics. And one of the things he said really stuck to me. He's like, you know, in an argument or in a discussion, you don't always have to give your opinion. You can just sit there and listen. <laughs> and that's really hard, especially if someone is talking to you and they're saying something that you know is wrong. And I've had to really sit back in situations and be like, is it really worth it for me to correct them? Ah, this is a situation I'm just going to let this ride. And it's really helped some family dynamics. But one of the other things that I read recently on an Instagram post was when you're going into one of those conversations where someone is venting and you can tell, here's a question to ask them. Do you want comfort or solutions? And I'm like, oh, wow, that is good. Because I had this situation happen this past week where someone came to me and I could tell they were very frustrated and they were venting. And my like natural reaction is to just tell them what I think and give them my opinion, even though they didn't ask for it. So now I'm going to try to say, okay, do you want comfort or you want solutions? Another one would be, do you want help or you want a hug? I like that one too. And I think with our kids and especially maybe with our marriage, our relationships, those would be really, really good questions to ask. Because <laughs> sometimes things can be misinterpreted as well, which also happened this week on a side note. Oh my goodness. I don't know if you've ever got a text from someone and they abbreviate. Oh my goodness. This is wild. My kids abbreviate stuff all the time. And I had no idea that TN meant tonight. So my daughter sent me a text message and she was looking for me to reschedule or schedule something with her friends because sometimes I still interact with the moms and, you know, we're still at that age where the moms are involved. So she texted me and I honestly didn't even pick up on the TN. I probably just thought it was a typo because I voice text all the time. My friends voice text. So there's usually a lot of typos. So I totally missed that it said TN and I thought it was for a different night. So I like double booked her for something because I didn't know what this text message said. It ended up being this huge debacle and I ended up having to call and apologize to a mom because my daughter already had something and I had invited another friend for the same thing and all because I didn't know what TN meant in a text message. She's like, mom, that means tonight. I meant tonight. I'm like, okay, well, sorry, I don't know all of this. So I actually had to look up a couple of language things that the teenage uh, teenagers are using. And most of them I did know, but there were a few that were like, oh, I don't know. 
I don't know what all of this means. Like, would you know IRL? IRL means in real life. I kind of did know that one, though. BRB is be right back. LMK, let me know. I did know that one. Um, TFW, that feeling when? And then GTG got to go. So those are some of the popular ones, I guess. But to me, it's like, why can't you just write it out? I don't know. Is that an old school? I've finally reached the age where I'm old because I'm like, it's like people who write thanks with an X. Like, how much longer did it take you to just write that? Can't we just spell it the old way? So anyways, make sure you read your text messages carefully. Because that was a big debacle in my house this week. The other thing moving along was the fourth thing for today was three questions to ask yourself to avoid buyer's remorse. I don't know. I don't know if it's as I get older, I question more things that I buy. It's weird because I grew up in the 90s and we went to the mall like all the time. Ladies, are you with me with this? Guys too, maybe, but I know we were a lot more shoppers. I mean, we at least went to the mall once a week and we had dinner at the mall. I mean, we ate Taco Bell on a Tuesday night, just randomly going to walk around the mall and shop. That was life in the 90s for me. And it's so different now. I'm walking around the mall. My kids, like, especially my youngest, when I tell her that we used to go shopping at the mall like once a week, she just looks at me like I have two heads. Like, what? But I do think that caused me when I was younger to, like, want more clothes and want more stuff. And I've always been into fashion and liking things. But I don't know. My girls are just not into that. I don't know. Is that like a thing now with the Gen Zers that, I don't know, they just feel like, at least my kids, like, why would I get another dress? I have this dress and this works. Like, they're a lot more frugal. They're a a lot more conscious about buying things and having stuff. Like, they don't like a lot of stuff, which all is a good thing. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. It's It's probably all good. All to say that I think it has me looking at the stuff I buy with like a more critical eye. Like, do I really need that? And maybe because I am getting older, not old, (laughs) that, you know, I do have a lot of stuff and I do have a lot of different things. And I actually try to, if I'm going to get something nice and replace something, I try to sell it and, you know find a good home for it. But I found this article that was about three questions to ask yourself to avoid buyer's remorse. Like, you know, you come across something and it seems like, ooh, yeah, gotta have this. This is gonna be awesome, only to end up regretting it because part of the problem is that maybe you don't use it a lot or it's bulky and it's hard to store, maybe like exercise equipment, all of that good stuff. Um, One of the examples you might use is like an air fryer. People use that as an example all the time. Like, do you really need an air fryer? Well, I don't know. Let's use these questions and see if it works. The first question you ask is where will I store the thing? 
Well, if you just get an air fryer, they are a little bulky. I always say, like, my air fryer is our toaster oven. It's the combo. That's the best idea yet because it's on the counter. We use our toaster oven all the time, so which makes it easy to use, So which I use the air fryer all the time. But I do kind of see if you have the big bulky air fryer, how much are you going to get it in and out? If that's not a problem, then move along to the next question. How will I clean the thing? I don't think an air fryer is that hard to clean, so that's probably an okay one. And what will I do with this thing when I'm done is the third question. So think about what will happen to the item when you no longer want it. That's one of those things you could probably sell or give it away, donate it type of a situation. So I say get the air fryer. I was actually standing outside with our neighbors not too long ago and my one of my friend's husbands is like I you don't need any more um uh, kitchen tools or kitchen equipment or anything we already have too many things like that I don't know he said it in a fun loving way it wasn't like being condescending or anything like that but it just made me think I walked away and thought you know what that's so weird to hear that because Guys have a ton of tools, right? Like you have a hammer, you have all kinds of things I don't even know the name of it for in the garage. Like in the kitchen, I have a lot of tools. I have a quesadilla maker when I need it. I have an air fryer when I need it. I have a sandwich panini maker when I need it. Those are all my tools same thing as guys have in the garage. They got a lot of tools when they need them. I have a lot of kitchen tools when I need it. I don't know. That just made me like think, you know what? It's okay if I buy that air fryer. They also used an example of a kayak, though, that is one of those maybe seem like a good idea at the time. And then you realize, oh, where am I going to store the kayak? How am I going to actually get it to uh, the water and use it? But it sounds super fun, and I do love kayaking. But those are one of those things where I like really had to think about. So that those are the questions. Where will I store the thing? How will I clean it? And what will I do with this when I'm done? And I think those are good for like the bigger items like that. I do have to say, I don't know if this works as good if you're looking like to buy that new outfit or that new belt or a new pair of cowboy boots, which I did just buy a new pair of cowboy boots. I have wanted cowboy boots forever, Um, like real cute, comfortable cowboy boots. I'm really weird with shoes, too, that I don't like them to hurt my feet. So I just decided to buy a good pair of cowboy boots. We're going to Nashville in June for the Len and Sarah trip, which I'm super excited. And last time I didn't have cowboy boots, and I really just, I don't know, I wanted them. So for Mother's Day, I'm like, hey, I want a pair of Tacovas. I don't know. This is not an ad, by the way. I just bought them and I heard Tacovas were like the cool boots to buy. So I bought them and the first pair didn't fit and I was so bummed. And I'm like, okay, we'll try one more time. And I absolutely love them. So I got my first pair of Tacovas. If you guys are into boots or anything like that. And I did get influenced a little bit because I saw Candace Cameron Bray. She posted the exact pair that I got like a week before I was like 
looking to purchase. And I'm like, oh, those, those are it. Those are exactly the kind of boots I want. So I was a little bit influenced and ended up getting them. And I don't know, they were a little bit more than I would want to spend, but it was for Mother's Day. And I'm like, you know what? I, these make me happy. I am so excited about these boots and I feel good. And I don't know, down the road, if I want to resell them, I probably could. But that's my filter. It was really, really making me happy to have these new boots. So I'm rolling with it. Um, now I'm looking for, you know, on Pinterest of what to what to wear with cowboy boots and cute dresses and, and all that good stuff. So those were the things, those were the four things that talked about this week on the show that I thought were beneficial and just helped me kind of my brain recenter. So just to recap, this is what we're going to take away from today's episode, the I get to attitude. Let me just read it one more time. Begin your day with an I get to mentality instead of I have to thought process. I get to go to work. I get to have a busy day. Whatever it may be, we often dress our opportunities and stress when in fact they're blessings. So, okay, who's going to raise your hand, do that with me this week and have an I get to attitude. We're going to work on our positive phrasing instead of saying, you know, things like, uh, why not? We're going to say, sounds good and comfort or solutions next time someone comes venting to us. And maybe those questions were helpful to know if you should make that big purchase or not. I hope so. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversations with Sarah. And I hope it was okay just hanging with me today. I will have more guests on in the future, but I also just wanted to connect with you and kind of touch base and see how you guys are doing and hopefully bring you some stuff that you can take throughout your day. That's why I wanted to start this podcast. You know, what is going to make you have a better tomorrow? Little things that we bring to you throughout the show every day, music that lifts you up, things that can really make your day better. And that's what this podcast is all about. So hope you have an awesome day. Thank you for listening and definitely would mean so much to me if you have the time to go over. And if you have something positive to say, go ahead and give it a rating on iTunes and say something nice or encouraging. It means the world to me. If you like this episode, if you want to hear more, and of course, you can always send me a message. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and let me know what you want to hear. If you have show ideas, hope you have an awesome day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.